Welcome to the Football Pink podcast, hosted by Roddy Cairns. The Football Pink is a website, magazine and documentary podcast series bringing you long-form stories and nostalgia from across the world of football. The date is the 11th of April 2001, and there's a huge sports story unfolding in the Pacific. Australia have just beaten American Samoa 31-0. It's a big score, but then we all know rugby can be a bit like that, especially when Australia play a smaller side. But here's the twist. This wasn't a rugby game at all, nor cricket, nor any other high-scoring sport. The 31-0 scoreline took place in a game of football. International football, no less. 20 years on from the day American Samoa made history for all the wrong reasons, we take a look at two decades spent making amends. Thomas Rangan came from a very different footballing climate. He was stunned by the standard of football in American Samoa, describing some players as 30 or 40 pounds overweight. The American Samoa's tortured existence as the lowest ranked team on earth had to improve eventually and it took the fresh perspective of an outsider to start to move things forward. Let's start by looking back at that famous 31-0 loss. To be fair to American Samoa, there were some mitigating circumstances behind their struggles. Firstly, they had only even been playing FIFA-recognised matches for three years, so they were one of international football's newest teams. American Samoa is a tiny territory of the United States, with a population of only around 46,000 people, so they were always likely to be underdogs against a country the size of Australia. The Socceroos were fully professional and could rely on English Premier League-based stars such as Harry Kewell, Mark Viduka and John Aloisi. The Australians were clearly not a team afraid of scoring against Pacific Island opponents either. They were fresh off the back of setting an all-time World Cup qualifying record by beating Tonga 22-0. Little did they know how short-lived that record would be. American Samoa could not claim to be going into this match as a team in forum either, having lost every single FIFA-recognised match they had played up to that point. Their previous two games had seen them lose to Fiji and neighbour Samoa by a combined score of 21-0. Even at full strength, the American Samoans would have struggled to be competitive, but a FIFA decision meant that the team facing the Aussies gave new meaning to the term shadow side. You see, FIFA had decreed that players holding passports for neighbouring Samoa, a sovereign state with its own FIFA-recognised national team, were not eligible to play for American Samoa. Only those players with a US passport would be allowed to play. This decision wiped out 19 of American Samoa's 20-man squad, with only goalkeeper Nicky Salapu actually having a US passport, and left them needing to find a whole new squad of players. To make matters worse, American Samoa's under-20 side were involved in end-of-term exams, so they couldn't plug the gap. This left the manager having to look at even younger players, and eventually settling on a squad with an average age of 18. And that included players as young as 15, one of whom was appropriately named Baby Malapola. The game, which took place at Cliffs Harbour in New South Wales, was always destined to be an epic mismatch, as Football Pink contributor Liam Toher recalls. American Samoa's resistance lasted 10 minutes, a respectable length of time given the extraordinary disparity between the two teams. Alas, once Conbutzianis broke the deadlock, the dam well and truly burst. 
Australia added five more in the subsequent 10 minutes, reached double figures by the 27th minute and took a 16-0 lead into the interval. By half-time, they needed just seven more goals to smash a record they had set so recently the ink wouldn't have even been dry on its addition to the annals of history. The new record was set with 25 minutes still to play and despite a 12-minute spell during which American Samoa kept their opponents out, there would be a late surge to leave the final score at Australia 31, American Samoa 0. The vanquished side managed one shot all afternoon. It came in the 86th minute. Even the person charged with updating the stadium scoreboard couldn't keep up, as they displayed the damage at 32 0. As well as the Socceroos setting a world record for the biggest victory in an official men's FIFA fixture, Ashley Thompson made history with his 13 goal haul being the most in any such game of football. Thompson's contribution must have been particularly galling for the American Samoans, given that his links to Australia were somewhat tentative. Born in New Zealand to a Kiwi father and a Papua New Guinean mother, his decisive contribution would have hurt the Polynesians after all the furore over their own squad's passports. After picking the ball out of his net 31 times and taking an unwanted place in the history books, poor Nicky Salapu would have been forgiven for wishing he'd never managed to find his passport. Far from being embarrassed by the unwanted world record they'd just set, however, American Samoa's players sang and danced with spectators after the final whistle. Indeed, the Australians seemed more perturbed by winning such an imbalanced match than the American Samoans did from losing it. Tunoa Louie, the coach who had just overseen this unprecedented defeat, reflected afterwards that he felt his team were making progress and vowed that they would be competitive at Oceanian level within five years. Bizarre as it may seem, the damage would have been even greater had it not been for a string of fine saves by Nicky Salapu. At the Football Pink, we understand the passion you have for your own icons of football. That's why we've combined our unique creatives and our knowledge of the game to produce the most beautiful range of football art available to you. There's a whole collection dedicated to managerial icons, meaning you could own a unique piece of artwork detailing Sir Alex, Cluffy or Cruyff in their touchline pomp. Just visit www.footballpink.shop to browse the entire collection. Louis's confident prediction about the Samoans proved wildly optimistic. Even within the much-derided Oceania Football Confederation, they were very much the runt of the litter. In continental competitions such as the Pacific Games, as well as OFC Nations Cup and World Cup qualification, the rest of the 2000s passed without them as much as registering a draw. It was defeat after defeat. Nor did they have San Marino's excuse of having to occasionally take on a Germany or a Spain. American Samoa have never played a team from another FIFA confederation in their history, routinely coming up second best against the likes of Vanuatu, the Cook Islands and Papua New Guinea. But American Samoa's tortured existence as the lowest ranked team on earth had to improve eventually, and it took the fresh perspective of an outsider to start to move things forward. Ten years after their world record mauling in Coffs Harbour, FIFA's bottom feeders made a notable coaching appointment, appointing Dutch-American coach Thomas Rongen to lead the national senior team. Thomas Rongen came from a very different footballing climate. Having coached four clubs in Major League Soccer and winning the MLS Cup, being part of the USA's coaching ticket at the 1998 World Cup and twice managing the American under-20 side. 
Indeed, he will be held responsible for the Stars and Stripes losing Nevin Subotic to the Serbian national team, with the coach criticising the then Borussia Dortmund prospect in public and leaving him out of an under-20 World Cup squad for the US. Perhaps unsurprisingly, he was stunned by the standard of football in American Samoa, describing some players as 30 or 40 pounds overweight. But he came with the intention of shedding their inferiority complex as the team who are happy just to be playing football. Slowly but surely, his autocratic methods inspired a change in attitude among his players, instilling in them a mentality of playing to win rather than just going out to play. Rongan's impact was truly felt on 22nd November 2011, when his team took on Tonga in a FIFA World Cup qualifier in the Samoan capital of Apaya. The match was to be a red-letter day in all of international football before a ball had even been kicked. Among Rongan's starting lineup was one Jaya Selua, who became the first transgender player to start an officially recognised men's international football fixture. Originally known as Johnny Selua, she identified as Fafafine, a third gender of people who are biologically male and identify as female, which is long established and accepted in Samoan society. In heavily Christian American Samoa, Fafafine are considered to be closer to God than men or women, as they embody the best qualities of both sexes. Selua, who wore full makeup every time she played football, had made her American Samoa debut as a 15-year-old Johnny, but now she was 23 and making history of a different kind for her nation. It would prove to be a historic occasion not just for her, but for all of her teammates. The fact that the Tonga match had an official attendance of just 18 perhaps illustrates how little interest the match had garnered. However, if the people of Apia had known just what was about to unfold, they might have made more of an effort to get themselves along to the stadium. Salapu, still faithfully keeping goal for Rangan's side, made a multitude of impressive saves in a one-sided first half, and it came as no surprise that the deadlock was eventually broken before half-time. What was a surprise, though, was that it was scored by Ramin Ott, who was playing for American Samoa and had been set up by a splendid pass from Sailua. The worst team in international football led 1-0 at half-time. Would Tonga be roused into a response after the interval? The game's second goal came from Shalom Luani and it doubled American Samoa's lead. Tonga later halved the deficit to set up a tense final few minutes and in stoppage time, it took a heroic goal line clearance from Sailua to keep her team in front. They ultimately held out to win 2-1, tasting victory in an official match for the first time in their history. It was a moment of extreme redemption for Salapu, who was in goals for the 31-0 and now had featured in his nation's historic first win. He knelt to the ground in tears of joy at the final whistle. Jaya Selua was also visibly emotional. If there had been any suggestion that her inclusion in the squad was at all motivated by tokenism or similar, her performances smashed that out of the park. She had provided an assist and that crucial goal line clearance, and the manager declared her to be the woman of the match. American Samoa had now made international football history for the right reasons. Remember, you can own a unique piece of artwork depicting your favourite manager icon in full swing. Whether you worship at the Church of Arsene Wenger or are more of a Bob Paisley fan, check out www.footballpink.shop to see the Football Pink's entire artwork collection. American Samoa didn't have much time to dwell on their historic win over Tonga, as just 48 hours later they were in action again against the Cook Islands for their next World Cup qualifier.
With the shackles of perpetual defeat thrown off, American Samoa dominated the first half and led through a goal from Nuani. Unfortunately, Talaluvu put through his own net on 62 minutes to unwittingly equalise and the match ended 1-1. The Samoans had followed up their ground-breaking victory with a respectable draw. But while the players seemed pleased with their efforts afterwards, Rogan tore strips off them in the dressing room, berating Sanapu when the goalkeeper suggested that the team perform their native war dance to celebrate the result. The no-nonsense Dutchman was not accepting a draw as good enough, unflinching in his desire to instil greater professionalism in the team. Next, American Samoa took on their neighbours Samoa in a do-or-die qualifier to determine who would reach the OFC Nations Cup and progress to the next phase of World Cup qualification. Needing a win to advance, Rongan's side were still level going into stoppage time in heavy rain in Apia, but then fell victim to a breakaway 90-second minute goal from Samoa. Their dreams of a first-ever Nations Cup appearance had died, and the disappointment was all too much for a tearful Sailoa afterwards. However, Rongan would later admit that he was proud of how the team grew up during his time in charge. This would be his final match at the helm before moving on to MLS side Toronto FC, but under his watch, American Samoa rose to 173rd in the FIFA World Rankings, the highest it had ever been. Their efforts caught the eye of the world media, with a documentary called Next Goal Wins being made about their qualification campaign. After Rongan's departure, Selua was the next to step away, focusing on the performing arts rather than the football field, although she later returned to the squad. She has also now medically transitioned from male to female, something she had previously delayed as she felt it would impede her performances. However, she ultimately won her place back in the men's national team and has used her profile to be something of an advocate for the transgender community. Since the Tonga victory, American Samoa have won three more official international fixtures, but have yet to qualify for the OFC Nations Cup or advance beyond the group stage of the Pacific Games. In 51 recognised international matches, they have scored 30 goals, one fewer than Nicky Salapu let in on that humiliating day against Australia. When they last played in 2019, Salapu, now 40, was still in the squad. There is a distinct possibility that American Samoa's status as recipients of the heaviest defeat in a senior men's international fixture will remain permanent. But the progress they made under Rongan demonstrated that they would no longer be held as hostages to unwanted history. You'd have to say though, for a nation ranked 191st in the world, American Samoa have made a disproportionately high impact on footballing history. For better and for worse. You have been listening to the Football Pink podcast. For more stories like this one, please subscribe to the podcast and visit footballpink.net.